Also, I've heard, I can't verify, but I've heard the fees can go up to the tune of 11%, whereas typical realtor fees are between 6 and 7% right now. So I don't know if it's worth selling a house to Open Door. I would say my opinion is no. <laughs> Buying or selling real estate can be stressful. After all, it's not any old house we're talking about. It's your home. When it's time to buy or sell, turn to Colleen Benson and the Benson Broker Group with Keller Williams. Get answers to your real estate questions and put your search in capable hands. It's time for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson. Anna has our first question of the week, and she's in Kaiser, and says, Do you think it's worth doing ten dollars to $15,000 in repairs to our home? before listing? Or should we just go ahead and sell without repairs being done and see what happens? That's a great question. And, you know, sometimes you can get a lot done with ten to 15000 and it might not be that expensive. So what I'd like to say, Anna, is let me come out, look at what you're thinking of doing, bring a market value report for you so we can have an idea of what your home is worth today or what it might be worth if you took the time and money to do the upgrades you're thinking of, and we can assess the situation that way. Generally speaking, I would say probably not. If it's cosmetic updates, probably not, because you don't know what an ex-buyer is going to want to do, especially kitchens and bathrooms, and um, the cost of materials and the time it takes to get contractors right now, it might not be worth it to wait to go on market. So um, hopefully that answers your question. Ten to 15000 can do a lot of upgrades, typically, but do you want to take the time and energy to do that? And so let's look at your house and I'll tell you what I think. Yeah, it may depend on the definition of repair versus upgrade, right? There's there, there would be a difference in that, but also could be a matter of opinion between what's a repair and what's an upgrade. True. She said repairs. I kind of missed that. Yeah. So if it's something that definitely needs to be fixed that will be called out in the loan, then we might as well assess what you know that project directly and probably want to get that fixed yeah but there's different definitions of that right like a a slightly chipped um you know countertop someone might consider a repair where the next person might say ah this is general wear and tear and yes upgrading that would be more of a that would be an upgrade not a repair to just fix something like that whereas oh, new gutters, or mm-hmm. the soffit is rotted out, or something like that, that gets more into the true repair side of things. Right? Sure, and there's a list you know, that I can share with my clients on what an appraiser is going to require for a loan. So if anything is on that list, you know, it comes to dry rot, roof, decks, things like that, we should really address them up front. Mm, great point. Uh, good question, Anna. Appreciate you sending that one in to us. And let's go to Alan now. Another question over in West. Alan says, how do you know if it's worth selling a house to something like Open Door versus the traditional sales route? Uh, we get this question often, don't we? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the Open Door, the iBuyer, I think, I mean, Zillow just announced that it's going away um, for Zillow. I think it's just it didn't take on the way we expected or I guess it just comes down to most people when they're dealing with their biggest asset, their home, it's just more important to have that person to person relationship and trust somebody to sell your home versus an open door or iBuyer program. Also, I've heard I can't verify, but I've heard the fees can go up to the tune of 11%, whereas typical realtor fees are between 6 and 7% right now. So I don't know if it's worth selling a house to Open Door. I would say 
my opinion is no. <laughs> yeah, I think there's like the convenience factor seems to be attractive, but you can just mm-hmm. look and see at just how uh, how wild that can can get and how they can exit the market, enter the market be there in full in one moment and then disappear the next moment. So you might plan to do that. And then all of a sudden they decide, whoop, we're not going to do this anymore. And it can kind of leave you hanging high and dry if that was kind of what you're planning on. So very volatile so far uh, to see how that's all played out. And is it really worth uh, this quote unquote savings that you get? No, I don't think so. Many times not. Yeah. Our team will make it super convenient for you anyways. (laughs) There you go. That's the key. Our next question is from Barry. Uh, We have a $500,000 budget and want to get a property with at least an acre. Where do you suggest we look? Ooh, that sounds fun. I would say uh, the outskirts of the Salem area. Um, I would go Lebanon. They've got some beautiful properties in Lebanon. Sio, Staten, Sweet Home. Um, yeah, I think I'd, I'd point you in that direction. I'd love to match you up, Barry, with one of my wonderful buyer's agents that specialize in acreage property, and we can get you pre-approved and out there looking at some of them. So 500K, probably not going to get you an acre, you know, in, in, in Salem, Salem, right? Probably not, yeah. no. Not with a house on it anyways. <laughs> oh, there you go. Not, well, that's an important <laughs> distinction, right? Not with a house on it. So. <laughs> Uh, he did, I guess, say property. So maybe he's open to it not having a house on it. But Yeah, I don't my, even know if there's anything. Even lot-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, pretty slim pickings. But mm-hmm. head out a little bit, and then you get your options opening up, it sounds like there. So. Yes. Very good, Barry. Definitely worth uh, having a chat with Colleen and her team a little bit more in depth about that. 503-830-9467. All right, Carl has our last question of the week over in Salem and says, how many people on your team am I going to interact with during the process of buying and selling my home? Oh, cool question. Yay. So I love talking about my team. (laughs) So if I came out and met with you, Carl, and we priced out your home and got it on the market and went shopping for a house, you would work just with me on all the sales aspects of everything. And then Judith, my wonderful transaction manager, would be assisting with all the details and the paperwork and the timelines and whatnot. So um, regardless if it's me or one of my agents, they will represent you in getting your home on the market and also represent you on the purchase. So you'll get one agent that you'll work very closely with and that agent, whether it be me or one of my team members, will will be very careful to make sure that everything goes seamless so you can sell your home and move into another very easily. And then Judith handles all the paperwork. The rest of the team you probably won't interact with unless um, my director of sales steps in or uh, if you want to chat with me, um, give me a call. But yeah, that's just just basically your agent and Judith are the main people. All right. So you keep the amount of people that are having contact with the client relatively small. Yeah, we do that intentionally. We don't want to bombard or overwhelm or too many people can't keep it straight. Because, you know, it's not just my team that's that's working with our clients. The title company, they send a ton of emails, which sometimes feels bombarding. The lender sends a lot of updates. So you're already kind of overwhelmed by, like, who does what. So we try on our team to keep you with one agent and, you know, the transaction, that, that kind of like the nurse and the doctor, and that's it. Makes sense, but know that there's even more team behind the scenes. Making oh, yeah, the mar- a whole marketing team. Yeah. Um, we've got a social media team. We have the tech team. So there's a lot of people behind the scenes helping work for you, but uh, you won't, unless you stop in and want to meet everybody, you won't meet them. 
The Keeping It Real Estate Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most major podcasting apps. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Just search for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson on your favorite app to find us. Or you can find subscribe links, listen to past episodes, check out the show notes and other great resources, including ways to contact the show and Colleen by visiting keepingitrealestatepodcast.com. That's keepingitrealestatepodcast.com. Did you know that Colleen Benson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Keeping It Real Estate radio show, Saturdays and Sundays at 1 p.m. on AM 1220 and 104.3 FM KSLM.